we'll get in whenever. Um, pretty much the podcast is just, you know, business aviation, personal growth. I'm probably just going to ask you, oh man, like, what do you do? Why'd you get into aviation? Blah, blah, blah. Um, just a conversation back and forth. Standard shit. I mean, you got your, yeah, yeah. Um, do you have any questions? No, we're good. Okay, cool, man. Cool, cool. All right. Well, welcome, Janesh. Would you like to introduce yourself to the podcast from ground to great? Yeah, so my name is Janesh. Um, I'm a real student right now. I'm a real student at Daytona Beach. I'm studying from, I'm getting my bachelor's in aerospace engineering. Um, pretty much, I am full on research mode right now. I love all about planes and spacecraft. Um, working on secret problems. The one, the fleet that you guys have over at Riddle, yeah. We have one HK thirty five Lightning we're still working on. Okay, but but they, they also what's the di- is that also the same diamond that they fly no. as well? Different? What model is that one? Different model. Though? Different okay. One. Okay. Cool. But it's not a diamond. That one's for that's a it's still considered as a plane. It won't consider as a glider. Okay. Nice. Wait. So is is yours considered a, a glider? Yeah. Oh, okay. Our, okay. Our wings are like probably one room. No shit. But this one like like total wingspan? No, half. Of it. Half of it. Oh yeah. my gosh, dude! Wow, uh, that's crazy. That's yeah, like what? Well, what? What is this room? This room probably like more than twenty feet. Yeah. Yeah. So. You can run twenty. You can say twenty-five feet. Is one it's size. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's HK. It's HK35. HK. Oh, you know what I should have done? I should have set it up to here. That would have been dope. I did not do that. Yeah, that's a good idea. For next time, I'm gonna have like. You know, like Joe Rogan, when you watch Joe yeah. Rogan, they'll have like, um, uh, they'll have like, oh, like, what, what's the, guy? oh, Jamie, Jamie, look this shit up, you know? <laughs> have you seen, um, have you seen the, the podcast with like Theo Vaughn? No. Um, he's, he's pretty funny. He's like a comedian. Uh, and then he's like, he like says some outrageous yeah. shit because, you know, it's Theo Vaughn. And then he's, he's like, you know what I mean, Joe Rogan? He's like, no, I, I don't know what you mean. He's like, hey, Jamie, can you pull up some help, bro? <laughs> I need some help, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what is it? The diamond H thirty five glider wingspan. You know, I should have two. I should have like ChatGPT pulled up. Let's see, fifty two point five feet total, dude. Yeah. That's wild, man. Point five feet. Yeah, look at that. That's crazy. So what? Okay, so you guys are you guys are making it fully electric. There's a pilot. There's a pilot on board. Yeah, that's still gonna be okay. Okay. Cool. We're not making it fully autonomous right now. It's mm-hmm. just about making the first step of fully electric. Mm-hmm. Um, there, we took the combustion engine outside. Okay. You know, front propelled motors out. Mm-hmm. We put it. I mean, it's reciprocating, right? It was. Re- yeah. yeah. Okay. So we just took it out. We totally uh, separate all the wires and everything. Now we added a fully electric motor inside with the propeller. Mm-hmm. But now the whole problem is we're testing the battery pack. Mm-hmm. So That's the biggest problem. Yeah. 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 Because the most time. Well, most people know, but some uh, some might not know that when you're taking off, it's the most consumption, and then that's all the battery that that's all the battery needs right now. Mm. And so it's just for the plane to take off. Mm. Because when it comes to landing, you're idling your power down. Yeah. You're not going to be adding more power. Yeah. Only for maybe emergency situation, maybe mm. adding more power to it, but you're always going to be powering it down. So to use to take so much discharge on the battery and such such in like such a short period of time since you're talking about let's say 30 seconds before you pitch up mm-hmm. you have 30 seconds gap of discharging a certain amount of amps and watts mm-hmm. and to make the battery not overheat and explode or any other fire cause fire or anything there's so many other steps you have to go through mm, okay so like, well because of overheating pretty yeah, much overheating overheating is one of the big ones mm. how do you guys what are you guys doing to try to keep it cool we're doing a cooling system Okay. So, you know how like a PC has that Like a vapor cooling? cycle kind of? Because it's it's like, on? It's kind of like a vapor cycle. It's like it's like a water cooler. You know like there's a cooling fan and then there's a uh, there's some people that put water around it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah cool it around. Yeah. Okay. So that's what's going to do. It's pretty much going to cool the system. It's going to come out and go to a different pump and it can go back in. The whole okay. pump is weight. The batteries are already heavy. Super heavy, yeah. And then adding a pump into it and cuz it's not only going to be one tap. And you cannot add the water that goes through the warm pack go to another battery pack. It has 
back to the pump and then back to another battery. Mm. And that just keeps cycling, yeah, filtering yeah. the water. Yeah. So it's like one step of Yeah, one step of it. Yeah. Well, what are you guys doing for like recharging it? How's it going to get recharged? Or is it just the one and one and done for takeoff? And then, I mean, you guys are obviously going to like, what's the, where's the power coming from for, for, um, uh, what's it called? For cruise, is it just going to yeah, be, because so there's no, there's not a propeller, right? Or there is, there's there is a propeller. propeller. Okay. So there is a way where you can, um, it's pretty much reverse engineering the battery, uh, reverse engineering the propeller. It's, I forgot what it's called. It's like, there's a certain burst. There's a thing that he sweeps down and mm-hmm. he regains energy. Momentum, yeah. Momentum. yeah, he gets yeah. The momentum and then he can go back up. And, and then goes back yeah, up and yeah. goes straight to that same speed mm-hmm. without slapping again. Mm-hmm. So same thing, we're using that same type of technology in the plane. Mm-hmm. But right now, we're just trying to get past this one phase of the battery because that's like the hardest one going through. Mm-hmm. This one is more of just trial and error with the battery and with the propeller. Mm-hmm. See, if, if we put those, let's say we put this thing in the wind tunnel or we put it in front of a dryer or something, Mm-hmm. Will it be able to regain the energy mm-hmm. using mm-hmm. the airfoil or using yeah. the thing? Yeah. So it's just right now it's all by step by step. That's all the problem. So I can't say that oh we're doing this one right now for phase three mm-hmm. because I only know so much of phase one. Oh word. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean everything right now is like theory, right? Most yeah. of it's theoretical. Well, most of the theory. Yeah. Theory. Like there's been no flights conducted or anything like that. There's only two taxis that's been conducted. Oh, okay, taxis. How does? Um, how long does the battery have? Like what, same as these ones where, where it'd be like 15 to, to 30 minutes of, yeah, of time? No more than 30? Yeah, no yeah. more than 30. Yeah. Like that. Okay, okay, nice, nice, nice. That's pretty cool, man. So what, lithium? Yeah, lithium. it's a Bay battery, 18650. Okay, I actually don't know what that is, but yeah. is, it, is, it, is it a sort of lithium? Is yeah, it kind of, it's a okay. lithium-iron battery. Oh, okay, okay. It's, a, it's the thing that, you know, you know, you know, you know, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I have seen the yeah, yeah. They have like the little bit, the skinny battery. Yeah, yeah that's what it is. So that's what the Tesla's run off of, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, let's put well, it on. Well, Tesla changed to Elon Musk's new way of saying there's a new battery that's been founded, mm-hmm. but it's just the same battery in a wider capsule. Oh, what? Yeah. So what, so it's, it, what does that, what does that do? Does that just pr- like create more cooling? Like more, it just more creates, space for it? It just creates more amps so that it can use less battery. Oh, okay. Like less like cells yeah. inside the battery yeah. is what you're saying. Okay. So the battery has less battery, but nice. it's just another way of saying from eight towers, something eight thousand to eighteen six fifty. Okay. It's nice. been a long way to go. Yeah. What do you What do you think about the the homie the homie Elon Musk? Homie Elon Musk, let's say, uh, he's bright. Uh-huh. He's thinking way too ahead of his time right now. Way too ahead. Yeah, yeah. way too ahead. Because okay, so let's think about it. 19, let's talk about aviation right now. Right? Yeah. So 1960, around that, 1960 was when Concorde first flew. Mm-hmm. That that era was yeah. that where Concorde was a thing. Mm-hmm. It's been like 50, 60 plus years now, mm-hmm. and we don't have any supersonic commercial flights going on. Well, they're, the United is starting. United yeah, started. They're starting. Yeah. Well, they're like, promoting it really. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're really promoting to boom, which is Concorde's this baby project. But like, think about it. We're like. 80 years in the future right now from mm-hmm. that from, from that spot we have so much research so many resources so much technology yeah they were not still able to bring it on that supersonic yes that mm-hmm. they had that little thing that they're scared of regardless of the cables to bring the noise right yeah noise production yeah. and then there's just too much power in a small plane mm, that's what they're worried about yeah i didn't know that okay because think about it so concord was like a crj okay you can say like that yeah it had like a couple hundred seats like mm. probably like 150 around 100 seats mm-hmm. and then we want to add this supersonic jet this Mach 1 Mach 2 jet in the back yeah <laughs> they're like yo dude yeah, yeah <laughs> that's like, like that's like pushing it right yeah. that's what they're saying they're pushing like, it people need to fly to the airports mm. they need so much rigorous training mm-hmm. so think about just adding these people that just came out Straight out of middle rapid, yeah. Yeah, yeah, ain't no way, right? Yeah, yeah ain't no way. So like, yeah. there's a lot of more testing. There's so much more in the training phase, more than the application phase. Because mm. again, Mach two is like, yeah, they're probably not gonna use Mach two. Yes, mm. they're probably gonna use Mach two for straight path, mm. but still, and there's autopilot and there's other things that help the like hit that certain mock yeah but at the end of the day the pilot has to be trained in a certain way if anything any failure happens to the thing 
he has to take full control. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He can have full control of flight, mm-hmm. and those pilots are wearing masks. They're wearing these full jumper suits. Yeah. He's in a fighter jet. Yeah. So think about: is this a whole business? I don't know. If, I haven't seen a pilot that's full comfort. I don't know if they were just wearing a normal. I have no idea. Yeah. Like shirt and like shirt and pants, and mm-hmm. just wearing a suit. Yeah. Or like yellow hat. Yeah, and if so, what would requirements change at all for different altitudes for the passengers, right? That's interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't know. Yeah, but I definitely wouldn't trust someone starting out of a Cessna going to a Concorde. I'll tell you that much, bro. I'll be like, ain't no way, dude. <laughs> like, I'll see people, dude, like, I'll see people that are already, like, have contracts with uh, different companies, and I won't say any names and stuff, but they're, like, you know, mechanics, and, like, they just goof off, and... And just like, they're like, oh, whatever. Like, I think it's good. I'm like, oh, you, you think it's good, bro? You, you sure? Like, are you sure, bro? What, what company are you flying for again? <laughs> or what contract do you have? <laughs> I'm making sure I never hop on a plane, bro. <laughs> well, that's the whole thing. Is like, well, as both of us, we're both in a flying. We, well, I, you studied at a flying academy, full on flying academy. Mm. I studied flying academy with business, engineering, and stuff like that. Mm. But we witnessed so much of the new generation yeah and you're like like, Yo. and it, and like we're like talking to face to face yeah yeah and think about it we don't even know when we did a flight delta we fly Emirates. we don't know those pilots or what yeah. their back story yeah. is but let's say we go up like 10 years from now and you see that your classmate or your peer is flying that plane yeah i'd like, be like bro get me off this flight bro <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 you really want to fly right now or you're gonna be like faking a health like a health emergency and like get off the plane He's falling asleep. In the, yeah. He's falling asleep in the plane. Yeah. <laughs> Am I really gonna chance it right now? <laughs> well, I can take this flight that's gonna hop right in three hours. Like, uh, I think I'll wait three hours. <laughs> What is the engineering side of stuff? Because I, I get, I've been able to get kind of like business a little bit, um, just mostly from going to like events, yeah. um, maintenance here, and, and I have my private, so I, yeah. I'm able, and I, I, I work here on this side too, so I'm kind of able to get a good perspective, but never engineering. So what what is that kind of like, you know, what do you see on, on your side of the, of the, of the pond? On oh, my side of the pond, bro, yeah. we, have this, we have this various type of planes. Like, I don't know how to exactly describe it, but like, I can just say that you can have the good engineers. Yeah. And then you can have your not good engineers. <laughs> okay. You're going to have people who will be, every testing, they'll make a test car, they'll make everything organized. Mm-hmm. And then the other side, you have, you know what I'm test today? Uh, I'm free. <laughs> can we go do it right now? Everyone says yes. We go. Yeah, we have nothing prepared. <laughs> We're just going to uh, enter and hope the code will work. <laughs> You're like, okay, dope. <laughs> <Let's go>. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, there's so much. Because, like, I did robotics all my life. Like, I did for eight years robotics. Okay, so you did competitive? Yeah. Okay, nice. Robotics. So, nice. I was full-on mechanical. I've seen all aspects of people when working in a build space. I've seen from periodicals to design to manufacturing, assembly to a final piece. Mm-hmm. I've seen how people work throughout. Coming from there, I know that it's so hard to find that people are not going to the same wavelength as you. You're going to have to teach some people. Some people won't even care right now. They just want to be there for the fun of it. Mm. Same way when I came to Riddle. The same way. Some people are there because they're passionate about aviation. They're passionate about space. Some people are there because they got a scholarship. And they're like, oh, it's near my home. Let's go here. Mm. And then some people are there just for fun. Mm. Um, and then you just finally realize that where you want to take your selfhood. You want to go to the fun side. You want to go to the people who are just there because of scholarship and made friends with rich people, or do you want to go with the people who are passionate about it? Yeah. So like, you'll see when you go on like first year of class, everyone be there. Second year of class, three students drop. Really. Third day of class, half the class is gone. Like, no joke. I was in my physics one. I was in my physics one class. Out. Mm-hmm. 
perfectly as bad, only bad it was 60 feet, 60 or 60 or so. Mm-hmm. We had two, there were two people extra in my class. They were sitting on the side, they were getting the day job, they were doing pizza class, they were doing mess up. There was no space in the class. And then second day, just two people came back, they sat down because 30 people dropped out. Mm. Third day, half the class dropped. That's crazy, man. Like, they can't handle it, yeah? yeah? Yeah. Well, I mean, is it that bad the first day where they're like, I'm out of here? Or like, what's up with that? It's like, you just tend to realize because physics, mine was a 3 o'clock class, 3 p.m. class. Mm. So by the time you go to your 3 p.m. class, you probably already had two classes in the morning, one at 8 a.m., one at 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. So you already have like three, two classes done, you're on your third class, physics. Mm. And then you just tend to realize that, do I really like engineering? Because mm. you're full in, right? Yeah. Like you dive all in. You yeah. dive straight in. First yeah. day of class is just my name is a professor. Mm-hmm. Chapter one is starting. <laughs> Literally, this is was dope. Was yeah. Everything class, every yeah. single class in my past two years here has been going on. Mm-hmm. Because like you come from high school, high school is like one week syllabus. Then you start off okay with introduce yourself. This is an icebreaker. No, it's no icebreaker. It's mm-hmm. honestly just mm-hmm. ready to learn and adapt and apply your knowledge. Mm-hmm. So you get the class, and then they're just. Okay, chapter one, the learning was mutants, the three laws of mutants. And like, mm-hmm. half the people are like, I mean, I was like, we're afraid, like, go slowly. I just came out of class. They're like, no, that's that's yeah, all you problem. Yeah, that's all you problem. problem. Yeah. You put your two classes together, you yeah. realize if yeah. you can't handle too much pressure, you should have gaps in between your breaks. Mm-hmm. And most of yeah, some professors are really nice. I was like, they're amazing teachers, they're so down to earth. And some people are just like, they're there because they're like, they're too intelligent to waste their time. Mm. Like, I don't know, it's not like- What do you mean by that? Okay, so, um, it's like, they're very on, like, on straightforward, on mm. the spot. Yeah. They'll start saying things, and then they really mean it, because like, they spent, let's say, 10 years learning about the same subject. Mm. They come to class, they come to your first class, the professor just literally walks in, and he's, he's like, we're ready for this, right? Because mm. you guys all signed up for my class. <laughs> so yeah, we're going in. Yeah, yeah. You have technology. You can go to Raymond Professor. You can see how I was in the past. Yeah. I don't care. I come here. I'm sitting here, yeah. and I'm trying my chapter one. <laughs> yeah. So there's some professors like that, and like you, you might have fun with the easygoing professors, mm. but the easygoing professor might go off topic too much. Mm. You might not know that because they'll be like, oh, the Raymond Professor. Oh, she's a really good teacher. Um, she helps me with this. She helps me with that. She's very easygoing. She pays perfectly. They don't say it, she goes off topic. Mm. They never say that. Mm-hmm. If you go on Rainbow Professor, you can go keep going out with me. No one says they Rainbow Professor. Only the person who says she goes off topic is the people who are like, oh, I don't want to go to class today. Oh, I don't want to go today because it's an exam. Mm-hmm. And you go to the exam and oh, she, she went off topic. Uh-huh, you're like, say less. <laughs> perfect, yeah. yeah. I didn't study, so perfect, yeah. Yeah, so easy going professor. She yeah. helps me with my test. She's so easy, she's so easy to get your work done. She called homework help. Mm-hmm. And she goes off topic. Be the one person who's sitting in the back who's been every single class, mm. and he will write that one line down. She might, she sometimes goes off topic. Mm. So like, yeah. you then you think about it, like, do you really want to go to that easygoing professor, or do you want to go to the person who's like really interested in your topic or in your class, where you will teach you because you've been through that experience. Mm-hmm. So like, after like first semester, I was using great professor. I was going for the easy professor, but then I realized that like. Why am I trying to put so much easy in like making myself adapt to the easy life? Because when I, I know the moment I graduate here, I'm not gonna get great for professor. Can I pick what my director is gonna be, what my mentor is gonna be? Yeah. No, it's not gonna be like that. It's gonna be you go there, they give you your, they're gonna give you your tag, and you're gonna be working for a random professor, probably a random manager, mm-hmm. a random director. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna say that you have a list. You wanna pick some from here, or this is your timing. Yeah, yeah. You're just gonna go there, start your day, and end the day. So after that, I just went through every single straight professor I found. Really? Yeah. When did that happen? That happened second semester. Okay. That's when you're, you're like, you're like, I'm serious. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm like, because yeah. like, then you really know if you're interested in engineering or not. Because mm. then if I'm really, if I really wasn't paying attention, if I started doing that, I might later on when I get one hard professor because I couldn't find any uh, easygoing professors on the list or all the all the spots that I selected, mm-hmm. and I get there, I'll be like, whoa, what's happening? Why is everything going so fast? Mm-hmm. But like, I'll be already ready. I'm like, oh, if I, let's say I have all straight professors right now, right? And I don't want to be easy going professor. I'll be like, oh, nice. I have a chill class for one, one class, one, like, mm-hmm. for one of my semesters. Yeah. I can at least say that. Yeah. I want to be like, oh, dang. I had all easy going professors and now I have a straight one. Mm-hmm. 
a different way. Of yeah, different way of yeah, of looking at it too. Different perspective. So, that's like brutal for me. Mm. As an engineer, and then as an engineer, why I said was high school. So as you was, I love uh, middle school. I joined FLL first robotics Lego League competition. They had a small minefield thing. Mm. I don't know if you know what Lego minefield. Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I did. I did like a little like course. They never had it. I don't think I don't think they had it in like my school. They had a robotics team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Mindstorms was cool. Yeah, yeah. so we had Mindstorms is like some game gets released and then you're supposed to it's literally a block of table on the on the court and then your robot has to go around and complete as many tasks as you can within three minutes. Okay. So we that's what I fell in love with robotics. That's what I fell in love with engineering. I'm like, whoa, I just have a bunch of parts around me. How can I use this part to make a robot that can go crawl three like crawl three uh, jumps ahead mm. turn left mm. pick up a ball put it in my basket mm-hmm. take that same ball out of my basket and put it in a, in a goal or mm. in a basket and then like a basketball hoop mm. there's like so much things that start clicking your mind like well how does like things work yeah so then that thing took me through middle school I came in I did two years of that and then I got a little busy I went Mm. I took starting more engineering classes in my high school, in my middle school, because I went to a K. You had engineering. Yeah. Okay. K to twelve. Charter school. Uh-huh. It was STEM days, so it was oh, okay. science gotcha. charter school. Yeah. We hadn't had the science. We had no sports team. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we had our gymnasium, so we pretty much look at a hangar and you'd be like, okay, this is charter school. Literally, when really? I walk into, when I walk into yeah. the picture, I'm like, wow, it feels like OSS. No kidding. Yeah, 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 literally like those classrooms you showed me, like uh-huh. it's literally just like that. Like you walk in, but you feel like you're in a normal college. Mm. But when you go outside, you realize, oh, you're just in like yeah, a tiny little area. Yeah, yeah, hang in, yeah. So, like that's the same feeling that I got. I'm like, whoa, I'm like entering, like I'm being like not like knocked down. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, this is so nice. Yeah, yeah Epic is cool. I, I like it because it's it's more than a mod pops now than than it really uh, was, but it, it has the same feeling of it, which I really like. Like it's very like. Um, it feels like like homey, if, yeah. that, if that makes sense. Like if you go out there, they have like a little, um, they have the table that's made out of a wing, which I think is dope. Yeah. Um, like, you know, people know each other pretty well. Like you can go up to somebody like, oh, hey man, like how's it going? And you like know them as opposed to like, you know, like a way bigger school. I'm sure at Riddle, you don't know yeah. everyone at Riddle, you know what I'm saying? But then there's more opportunities to meet more people and, you know, in, in your career field, which is good. Or, you know, or you can go, go off, right? Because yeah. you can meet someone from business as well. Um, you probably won't see that many business people here at Epic necessarily, right? Because they're either here to fly planes or, you know, across the street to, to fix them. Yeah. But it's, it's really nice. Like, definitely if you're here for those things, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you're set. You're, you're, you'd love it for sure. Yeah. But it, it doesn't have that extra layer of it where it's, like, not... um. Uh, it's not like more branches where you can go off and stem off from aviation, you know, because there's yeah. way more to aviation that a lot of people like, like, you know, see to eye. Like, for example, the same feeling when you're saying you go into an airport and your homie is like, you know, flying a plane and you're like, oh shit, right? Like, you don't realize that even like way before when you just hopped in a plane, you don't care who the pilot is, doesn't really matter. You go in and then you get to your destination. But like now, I'm sure you think of, oh man, there's like mechanics, there's engineers who built the thing, there's ramp agents, there's the pilot. Hopefully the pilot's not drunk, you know, because they. There's always something you think about. There's like you walk in, the first, the moment you see the plane, you can look down and be like, you think that technician is doing his job right? Yeah, right. That guy is looking at his phone while he's pumping the fuel into the plane. You're like, I hope I yeah. Like, should I do something about it? Like, I don't want to. I don't want to go anymore. Because you, because we also hear about the stories yeah. that goes on. Like, what? There was this one flight. Uh, I don't remember the specific details about it, but this pl- one plane went down because this guy put um, uh, gas into an airplane. I don't know if you you might remember this or I not. Don't. Um, but he used a diff- the wrong like like metric system, right? As as opposed to like you know oh. the imperial. So it's like oh dope. <laughs> like oh well, did you check the gas? It's like oh of course I did, of course. Oh well, you know, did you use metric or imperial? He's like oh well, I do what I always do. You know, it's like well, this plane's not rated for that. You know, you're supposed to read the directions, right? He's like oh oh well, this is how we do it. Well, like, well you fucking killed people, so. <laughs> 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 it's awfully like Flappy Bird, right? I, I think that Flappy Bird when, when that came out, but 
Yeah, it's like so little stuff that you just don't think about. There's so many things too. It, it's nuts, especially when you get into into maintenance. You you yeah. see, there's oh my god, there's so much room for error. If people don't pay attention, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is there anything like that with engineering? Because like I can for maintenance, you can kind of tell if it's like it's people working on an air on an aircraft or like especially for inspections. Um, I just uh, I got my airframe like a while back now, and I'm doing I work here maintenance. I used okay. to do lines, so I used to feel airplanes. But uh, I'm starting to do inspections now for like 50 and 100 hours for the airframe. Oh, nice! And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna take longer than these people because these people, I mean, they already know the rule yeah. of it and everything. I have to take out the binder, and I'm, I'm looking through everything and taking my time way more than than they are. Um, but I'm like, wow, this is kind of a big responsibility because yeah. you know, like I have to look at the section. And then my instructor would tell me, you know, look at the section you're looking at and then some because they're probably going to want to blame the mechanic. You know, like, well, I mean, you were there. Why not just look, you know, one a few inches more away, right? So yeah. it's a lot. There's a lot of room for error, right? Yeah. Um, is there is there anything like that for engineering where it's like, is like, is there rooms or areas where, where like something could go wrong if, if you're not, if you're not paying attention or, or doing what you're supposed to be doing? Like, it depends how. So because you, so as an, like a AMS, right? Mm-hmm. You have the plane in front of you. Mm-hmm. As engineers, we're learning from the plane from scratch. So yeah. we have to do it's all, all the concept, stuff. yeah. yeah. <laughs> the beginning part is whole concept yeah. until we get well think about it. We're our whole AE degree is pretty much whole concept. Mm-hmm. Because we don't touch a real plane or we don't build a real plane. Mm-hmm. We design a real plane, we mm-hmm. put it into the we have a CFC thing that does for the airfoil and stuff. Mm-hmm. But we never like actually get to make a final product. As an AMS, you have the final product in front of you. You mm. know where to where where things can go wrong, where things can go right. Mm. We don't have a finished product, or we don't get to that step. We pretty much, oh, here's a 3D model of our plane. Mm-hmm. The math checks out. Yeah, yeah, the math checks mm-hmm. out. Um, we don't know how to make sure this bolt's tight or not because mm. we just have everything mold like on on CAD. It's just everything is molded correctly. Mm. It's just gonna be a cast to the specific spot. Mm. So there's, there's a lot of, we don't have that much room in a way of failing or like, because at the end of the day, if a thing goes wrong, mm-hmm. if no person's going to sit in a design, they're going to sit in the final product. Mm-hmm. But then things happen where when you enter lab or you enter research, while I'm working research right now, mm-hmm. there's so much room because pretty much I'm an AMS now. Mm-hmm. I'm working with propellers. I'm, there's a finished product on top of me. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to fix it. I'm trying to make it. I'm adding my engineering mind to it, and then there's also AMS mind to it too. Mm-hmm. The way of fixing it. Mm-hmm. So you're pretty much just trying to fix that plane and try to. So I'm working on it, taking the motor out and putting the electric motor in. But there's so much things that you think of that we. So let's just say we want to go test it, right? We have to do pretty much exactly what the pilot does. It's pretty like checklist. We have our own things printed out on the table mm. that we have to go through because... What does that look like? So the diamond is pretty yeah. good. This mm-hmm. is a diamond. So mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of things, but because there's so much things that you have to check before flight because your wing is so long. Mm. It's 25 feet long. Yeah, yeah. So there's so much, like, certain places you're supposed to check on the plane where where there might be a tear or there might be easy, like, easy ways where that place might be damping down. So there's things that we need to check on the diamond like that. Last time they were testing, I wasn't in town, I was back in Orlando, but they took, they separated the whole plane apart. Mm. The wing was on the side, most of the wings were on the side of the hangar. The wheels were off, you know, it was literally holding up like the shaft, like, like, like car mounts, it was holding up. The motor was somewhere else, engine was somewhere else. We had all the seats removed, everything was everywhere. But now we got to go put it back. And you're like, oh. <laughs> and our professor, like our head professor of the Eagle Flight Research, he's the one who's going to be sitting in the flight. Oh, so, he's stressing, yeah? He's yeah, like, you so, better do everything right. As I was heard, he was there making sure everything was right. We, we had one EMS student who was there who worked in a diamond and we put it around diamond mm. for some time, and he was helping them fix everything together. Mm. Like put it back together. Yeah, right there, yeah. in a certain place yeah. because we know we're not going to fly the plane, but still taxi, there's so many things that could go wrong. Yeah. Pretty much at the end of the day, what I'm trying to say is that we the only time we have air, thin air to mess up on is during the testing phase mm-hmm. or the research. 
But that's normal, right? That's yeah, that you're normal. supposed to, uh, you know, have some Failure errors. Failure is yeah. what teaches us, uh, like, that's how you succeed in life. Yeah, so yeah. For us, it's, we need failure to happen, but without any life to walk, or mm-hmm. any life to get. Mm-hmm. So, that's like our small scenario that we have as an engineer. Mm-hmm. Like more of a cushion, I guess. To, yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel it's part of the description, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah like the job description. Pretty much our job yeah. description. Yeah. So, Huh? Build plans, save lives. Yeah, there you go, right? Or try to create the most like perfect uh, version of an aircraft. Yeah. Like, like for example, if you're able to create, like for example, the great thing about having a battery is that there's no moving parts. Yeah. So then probably less time or less, more, I guess I could say more lives being saved because there's less room for error. There's less stuff moving around yeah, as that's opposed to- You have to check, you have to, uh, technicians have to check before a flight can take Exactly, harder. yeah. Because having just an electric motor can actually battery. Yes, there are some places where you have to check because one loose wire can short circuit the whole motor mm-hmm. and the battery. And a short circuit battery can mean one leaking, one exploding, one after another, all of them will explode because they're all, all the battery tracks are going to be connected together. They're all going to be wired together at the same mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. The only thing is that let's say there's a short circuit that happened in the motor, mm-hmm. that short circuit can follow around to the whole plane. Mm-hmm. While there's a combustion and it's like a normal turbine, mm-hmm. if anything happens in the front, the only thing that's gonna happen is the front's gonna blow. Yeah, yeah. Or they can they can they can uh, mitigate yeah. make, or you know make sure that the um, problem is is under yeah. control in a small area yeah, and not let it go all over. All so over. would would that be something that you think will be seen more in electrical aircraft where there's more at risk? There's less risk because there's less. Um, like stuff that we have to check, like we mentioned yeah. before, an engine, there's so many stuff that's moving and going on, stuff's gonna wear, it's gonna yeah. have to get replaced eventually, yeah. and if it doesn't, that's a big issue, right? Yeah. Um, less of that when, when you're yeah, electrical. Less, less maintenance, but- Bigger problems if yeah. something does go wrong, yeah? yeah. Okay. Because, well, yes, in you know, the normal turbine engine or combustion engine, you do have the line, the fuel line that connects to the wing where all the fuel is mm-hmm. present. Mm-hmm. So if anything happens there, it, there's an easy connection of a fire to go straight through to, to the wing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a, sail, a safe switch on it. I mean, there's, there's shutoff valves, there's you shut-off know. Yeah, like yeah. That, just like that, but I don't, you, there's ways that you can go around the loopholes. Because yes, there's a problem that now we have old batteries and the batteries can be placed around the plane, either in the wing or either in the back, to find the center of gravity. But we can also have a, like a valve switch, you know, mm-hmm. There'd be a lot of servicing there, I guess, yeah. too, right? Yeah, because a lot of it, have to the electrolytes will, you know, yeah. will want to evaporate and stuff. So yeah. there's a whole thing about it because a lot of times when batteries have a problem is when you're charging it, there's a discharge value that comes out. Oh, okay, like for like for like nickel cadmium. Yeah. yeah. So pretty much the moment you charge the battery, let's say you plug in your laptop, right? Mm-hmm. On a laptop, there is a lithium-ion battery, but you can charge it multiple times in one hole because mm-hmm. you're you're not constantly going to be having your laptop on. Mm. Okay. But, and it's not going to go like, you see how Alienware, they have such mm-hmm. cooling systems that because that battery overheats the moment you turn on. Oh, oh really? Because okay, there's so much stuff going on, yeah? So much yeah. stuff going on. <laughs> so, there's times where you have to replace that battery so often in Alienware and stuff like that. Why? Wow. It's because the moment you plug in your computer again, mm-hmm. it's going to send your discharge value. Discharges mm-hmm. your sending amps in mm-hmm. and amps are also flying back out yeah so same thing but now looking at every single cell in our aircraft there's going to be more maintenance on that side because mm-hmm. when you plug it in there's a bms meter a battery monitoring system okay Man, no battery management system sorry mm-hmm. um and it's pretty much will tell you each cell's discharge value so oh, yeah okay. in one way it's going to be easy for the in maintenance side mm-hmm. then they can just look at the isolate the problem right isolate exactly yeah. the problem and it's going to yeah. tell you exactly what cell is that, what uh, row by column, 
but then how much is FA gonna say that you can only go to the BMS or you have to go after certain like probably one or two flights you have to go manually test them all. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, because even a computer can read wrong sometimes, mm -hmm. or maybe a loose wire in the plane or turbulence caused a loose wire to happen. Mm -hmm. There's possibility that it's gonna tell you that this thing is perfect, but in reality, it's still getting the most discharge value in the whole cabin, mm. which is bringing your battery thing. And you're flying right now at, let's say, 6,000 altitude, and it's showing you on your BMS that everything is good in the cockpit, showing your BMS is perfect. You have enough battery, full battery, but all your battery level is dropping. Mm. And you're like, why is it dropping if I'm cruising yeah. altitude? If yeah. I'm not at, if I'm on idle power, it shouldn't be dropping this quick. Mm -hmm. So there's so much things that you're thinking about. Is it one of the battery packs? Like the moment it lands, you gotta think of is it a whole battery pack? Are they gonna replace the whole thing? Yeah. Or is the airport or the airline gonna have extras at the certain airport for the battery pack? Yeah. So there's so many other things that goes along with it. Yeah, that's true. And and you, just you saying that, I was thinking of all the retraining that's probably gonna have to be done for a lot of the pilots. Because yeah. I mean, like let's face it, like the future it's gonna be electronic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, just like what we were talking earlier. I don't know when it's gonna happen, but it's like it's like guaranteed. You it's know? guaranteed. Yeah, it's one hundred percent. We have Boeing who's doing zero emissions flights now. We have Airbus trying to get electric flights now. They're yeah. all over the spaces. Yeah. But we're at that stage now that where the whole pilot training right now we have pilot instruments. Pilot mm -hmm. instruments. There have to be probably another five, like three, four more chapters of our electrical part. Mm -hmm. That's probably so what will be added. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what all the pilots are right now currently a pilot. Mm -hmm. They'll have to go back and learn the three new chapters. Exactly. And yeah. Get tested on. Before yeah. they can fly those certain planes, mm -hmm. or maybe they might add another rating mm -hmm. that you can fly electric plane. That yeah, that, that's that's probably that's probably yeah. gonna be the, that's, that's probably gonna be the new way of doing it. Probably instead of restarting the whole instrument thing and adding new topics to it, they might just say to fly an electric plane, you need this type of rating. That would make sense. So yeah. Instead of messing messing up the whole thing. Just yeah. Add a new rating. Yeah. So there's that one possibility that I see coming. <laughs> like we wake up and we see this we're like we're making the same plane over and over again we're just adding bigger turbulence you're just lines. modifying it yeah just nothing crazy like, yeah. There's, no, there's nothing fun in it anymore yeah. yeah like automotive when the big jump happened from gasoline to electric mm -hmm. all the companies hired so many electrical engineers mm -hmm. into the field mm -hmm. into the automotive industry like think about when before it was only mechanical engineers who were there mm. who were designing the plane manufacturing plane assembly yeah. Now, when you go to Tesla, mm -hmm. there's not going to be that many mechanical engineers there. You don't really need it, yeah. There's no engine in there. Yeah. There's, there's probably the motor you need it, but like, mm -hmm. the motor is not, it's just electric motor. There's no fuel going through it. It's just charged to another battery. Yeah. So, and now the whole field just went through just electrical programming and um, software. Mm -hmm. So, the whole, the whole way of looking at automotive thing now looking at this way, when you, when you go apply for a job, they ask you, are you a mechanical, aerospace engineer, or electrical? They say electrical mm -hmm. now most dream and most companies, they tell you you're an electrical engineer when you want to do the job. Well, they see electrical because they want to do for the cabin to look nice, oh, stuff okay. like that, but later on, it's not going to be only for design, like the interior lighting and stuff like that. It's mm -hmm. going to be mainly just for the cockpit and how to power the oh, plane. Yeah. So the mechanical engineering is going to go back out of the way. That's crazy. Because it's going to be aerospace electrical. Yeah, yeah, because there's going to be no need for it. There's yeah. no need for it. So what do you, wh where do you think it's going to start, man? Like I have, I kind of have an idea and like a, a theory, right? Because we obviously don't know yet. Yeah. But uh, what, what, what do you think, what's the path that you see in the next, you know, 50 years or wherever you go to where you thought of uh, up to where, where aviation is heading towards? Or you can you can you can say oh this is gonna change first and the next whatever then oh. after that I think this is gonna happen there's no there has to be no time frame just what do you think is gonna happen we're in twenty twenty three right now okay we're in twenty three years of the twentieth century twenty first mm -hmm. century mm -hmm. we're looking at let's say I would still give it another ten to fifteen years before electric flights are commercially normalized mm -hmm. it's gonna still take another fifteen years because 
They haven't been public about it. Yeah. yeah. We're, but we're the client side. We have FAA agents, like uh, FAA officials who come here on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. No one has really said anything about electric flight or anything. Because mm-hmm. especially Riddle, the FAA people come every single day. There's just some FAA person here giving a talk. <laughs> okay. So like, yeah. there's never going to talk about electric flight or they're in the process of getting the pass or anything. So I still give another 10 years of it just getting to the phase of to the FAA mm. and FAA is passing giving that green light that you can start manufacturing this and go yeah so I'll say 10 years for that 10 15 for electric flight um zooming into that I'd say the I'll, I'll give it around 2040 where it's going to be electric flight and autonomous okay there might be a technician on board mm-hmm but it could if it wanted yeah. to yeah it, can. it could if it wanted to but yeah. just for FAA's soft spot to mm-hmm. just let them let us pass autonomous space yeah just add a technician on board yeah but I'll say after you, the moment electric space goes through we have FAA in our hands pretty much because we say FAA is on the engineering side is calm yeah because now we can sprout out and just turn so many other ways of just adding autonomous or adding different new adaptions of the electric Yeah, composites. Yeah, uh, we yeah. changed literally the whole way from a wooden plane to now aluminum frame. There's carbon fiber planes getting manufactured right now. Yeah, there's so many things that's been changing over this time. Three D printing too, yeah, huge. Printing yeah, very. FAA has been getting on that a little bit, like for for like parts. Yeah, a lot of that's been happening. I've seen rockets too. Yeah, military space is actually yeah. launched yesterday. The composite one, right? The yeah. composite rocket. When was that? That was last night. Right? Yeah, it was last night. I think it launched. It was, I know the time window was like 10 to 1. I don't know if it launched or not. Yeah, because yeah. I got a message the one hour from launch, and I'm like, I'm too lazy. Yeah, like I'm trying to go to bed, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, that, that happened yesterday. So there's so many things that are happening about just not in, let's say, the engine-wise or electrical-wise. There's mm-hmm. so much from material science. I'm actually, after I graduate bachelor's, I'm going for my master's and PhD in material science. Okay. I'm going to apply for you said materials as in like composites? Yeah. Okay. And then my master's and PhD in going in that. That's, so, the, that's the future. Yeah. yeah. Good shit. Yeah. So there's so many new materials getting found carbon fiber. There's the warping material where like the heels itself. Mm. There's things like that because like think about now we're on the phase where supersonic, electric, all of these are in the phase right now. Mm-hmm. We have all these things coming up. Now the whole thing is that if the engine is going to do the back, where is the bird going to hit first? Ah. The wings. Yeah. Is it going to damage the wings and add dents to the wings? Mm-hmm. Is there a way that we can fix the dents in this flight? Mm. Which is just material that comes out, it's self proven material that are actually using this and making. What's the name of the material? It's some long, different <laughs> name. Okay, all yeah. Put together. Yeah, like some like acronym for. Yeah, okay. I don't know the exact name, but it's a self healing. It's only like one of the market right now. Mm. It's a self healing material. They're actually using on satellites and stuff like that. So if it hits the asteroids, it can heal itself back up. Uh, how, how does that process work? How does it heal itself? It's like, up? there's, I don't know. Is exactly. it chemical reaction? Is it a chemical reaction? Yeah, right. it's, like a, it's like a chemical reaction added with some type of power source. Okay. So to speed up the catalyst, it needs electrical source to power it. Mm. But then it uses that chemical properties of just healing itself back up again. Mm. So it would naturally heal itself however a power source is used to, to quicken yeah, that process. To speed it up. Uh-huh. That's interesting, so, man. Let's wow. say if a bird or something hits uh, a plane midair, yeah. it hits the wings actually, yeah. and it dents something, mm-hmm. your whole airplane is like destroyed right now mm-hmm. because the wind is coming up from another angle. Mm-hmm. Another angle. So, can you fix that without the plane getting turbulence or anything happening to the wing? Is there too much air going below it? And it's the flip it. Mm. Because you're traveling, let's say,
scaling edge, yeah, and scaling trailing edge, so yeah. behind? Yeah, no, okay. uh, the front one. Leading edge. Leading edge. Uh -huh. And it's right on the bottom of it. Okay. It just adds this another gap, so it's all going straight right now, and you just see this small gap between the tip of the wing, the winglet, mm. and there. And it just has a small gap now. Mm. More wind is going down there, and yeah. it's pitching up. And yeah, that'll probably create some joy, especially during takeoff, yeah. too. Yeah. So can you feel it at a certain period of time? Ah. By the time you, by the time you almost see like you're taking off and that thing happens, can you feel it on that spot within the next ten seconds before your thing has to go leveled up? Mm. So there's things like that, or before even takeoff, right? like what happened if one of the because I know they use tranquilized darts to because any birds on the runway they shoot them down. Is that true, yeah. dude? Imagine having that job, bro. Yeah, that's your job. That's <laughs> Because they're tranquilizing them? Yeah, they're Dude, that's crazy. How do you apply? You tell me, like, like, just like straight gunmen, right? Like, Probably. retired, retired army. army. <laughs> that shoots so dip and just shoots birds <laughs> all day. <laughs> yeah, they also do that. Uh, it's very big in the DXC. Wow. Over oh, where? Uh, Dubai uh, International Airport. Oh, okay. That's they a, just, that's the same. They don't want to yeah. harm animals, so mm -hmm. they have to. Because their whole thing is all like, yeah. not harming humans, not yeah. harming animals. So they're very strict on that part. So. They had, they try to use the less chemical tranquilizer darts that can keep keep thing on the runway because DXC is one of the busiest airports right now in the world. There are A three twenties coming in every single day, like every single minute you probably see another A three twenty land. Yeah. So there's more possibilities of anything happening on that side, but in DAB I hear it all the time. I'm like, what's what's the sound? And then I ask the instructor, he's like, oh, they're they're screening the birds on the side. That's crazy. Or they try to leave the they try to leave the noise. He's gonna have good aim because if he yeah. if he if he messes up, he's gonna hit the plane, bro. <laughs> I think they uh, they don't let you run the walk and runway. So there's people who are, like the people who are attacked like running around yeah. uh, like, yeah. on the parks. Yeah. They spot the bird. They tell the tower that there's the bird on your mm -hmm. dumb side. Can I shoot it? Yeah, or can I shoot yeah. towards it? Yeah. And then do not let any airplane come in during take off. Mm -hmm. Landing right now or take off. Because mm -hmm. I'm there right now. That's kind of a fun job, dude. Yeah. Imagine, imagine being in high school and you're like, so what do you do, man? Like, what do you do? Wait, like, what I shoot. Your life? <laughs> I want to shoot, shoot birds, bro. I, I was at the airport. Birds. I see airplanes and I shoot birds. <laughs> I feel like that'd be a nice job. Yeah, you probably don't get paid that much, but yeah, but like, I don't know. I feel like it'd be a good life. Yeah, yeah like think about like fighter jet landing and you have your headphones in. Yeah, exactly. Shoot a bird, like, yeah. God, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Salute. <laughs> Thank you for your service. <laughs> He's like, no, no, thank you, thank you. <laughs> oh, that's so funny, man. Dude, so what's up with the uh, the podcast? I saw the trailer. Yeah. I thought it was cool. So what, what's the, is that the trailer that you're going to put on? Uh, uh, oh, you, if you want to tell people what uh, what the podcast is about and, and how you – I know you had one previously and you stopped. Yeah. And then you want, you're want you bringing it back yeah. up again. You want to kind of talk about that? Yeah, so it was COVID time, 2019. No, 20, 20, yeah, 2019 – June. We started, me and my friends started on a podcast. It's called Alam Gujarati. So it's mm. like a small state in, in, a, in a state in India. Uh -huh. So I made it Juju Live. <laughs> okay. Every day we would come on there or every other day. We'll it was live? On. It was on a Zoom call. Oh, okay. It was on a Zoom call. We yeah. would just hop on a Zoom call. We'll pick up some nice topics around us. We'll let's say some Bollywood actor passed away. Mm. There's news around because COVID that time there was so much news coming out. Yeah. And from US to India to like different sports matters sports were shutting down there's no nothing happening so it's pretty much just we're living in our house and we're trying to trying to go on the day with it yeah so we just started making new topics trying to talk about something um i had a lot of friends from high school where they were singers or rappers mm -hmm. so i would bring them nice. on and we would play their, uh, i used their intro and outro with their um their song uh, okay we're so yeah. like perfect so <laughs> we had that happen so that was juju life so juju life Lasted, I had made like eight episodes, mm -hmm. lasted a couple months. Mm -hmm. uh, it was on and off. But then time went down, I started applying for colleges, I came to Riddle. Um, life first happens. Year, yeah, life yeah. happens. So, first year of campus, I was actually going to start up a new podcast mm -hmm. because we have a studio there, but I picked up a strict professor from the beginning. So okay. <laughs> it didn't work out really good. I was very stressed. I was very like, every day was too busy for me. Mm -hmm. But then, 
this semester I have a little free time between Tuesdays and Thursdays I don't have class, so I try to keep time for myself. I go to the gym, I do some research and stuff like that. I keep all my time packed for that day. I keep it like a chill day. Mm -hmm. So I made JP Aviation. So now JP Aviation is we talk about science, technology, we talk about iconic aircraft, mm -hmm. we talk about literally from a pilot perspective to an engineering perspective. Mm. So we talk about both ways of looking at, let's say, an airline or a plane itself. Mm. I have a lot of friends who are right now flying for airlines. Okay. So we have some who actually said yes that they want to. I can interview them so I can see their perspective from coming out of Riddle mm. and being in an airline. How is that feeling happening right now? Yeah. So we have that aspect, and then I know a uh, director, test flight engineer from Boeing mm. in Seattle. Nice. So she said that she will be able to come on to the podcast sometime soon. So I'm going to get her perspective of how is looking at a plane when you see she was working with the 777. So she sees 777 from her office. There's this line of 777s everywhere. Yeah. And she's there. She's like, hey, let's take a 777 for a test. Oh, so like yeah. she's in a flight. She showed me some pictures. So she's literally in the plane with a bunch of computers, a bunch of different device instruments to travel a Test all the wind, like let's say different type of um, from a um, spring tuning, I mean, from a technical, let's say, leading <laughs> edge. That's okay, how's everything yeah. expecting? How's the cockpit? How's the pilot feeling in the flight? Mm -hmm. Is he getting any turbulence? Is there, is there wind like is the wind impacting him too much? Mm. Different ways of just looking at how the plane is working and how can they make it better? How can add new dashes and add an eight to it and make it better? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, modify it, right. Yeah. Modify the plane and make it try, make it better. Send it back to research, back to design, and back up to for assembly. Mm. So there's that whole aspect of pilots and engineers from the future. Like let's, they're in the future, in this uh, generation right now, where they're working every single day, and we're here learning for the same field. So mm -hmm. this is a good way to just connect all of us together. Yeah. So that's yeah. what JP Aviation is. So it's just information with a lot of entertainment. Yeah. It's like there's a lot of cheesy jokes for the first episode I made. Because it's a queen of the sky. So <laughs> yeah. We added a little, a little, some cheesy jokes inside yeah. just to make it a little interesting. Yeah. But first episode is coming out probably next week, I think. Let's, I think it's shooting for next week. Okay. I have some editing to do. Okay. Because it's hard, man. It's really yeah. hard because yeah. like, think like right now I'm talking to you, right? We're yeah. on an audio file. Yeah. We're just talking right now, face to face. I'm on there in a call. I'm like recording myself. I'm between behind me. I'm sitting yeah. there. Yeah. Talking to the mic. There's no yeah. like conversation. It's not like laid back. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm trying to think things. I'm trying to say, I'm trying to elaborate on what I'm going to talk about today. Mm -hmm. This is so much more fun. <laughs> yeah. I have this friend who actually just uh, hit me up on Instagram yesterday mm -hmm. when I dropped the trailer. He's like, bro, I love what you're doing. Yeah. Can I help? Can I join you? So I'm meeting him yeah. tomorrow. And oh, right on. Going to be starting watching with him. See how mm -hmm. this, and like, see the more, inter more people you have in the thing, like Joe Rogan, he mm -hmm. keeps bringing people in because yeah. One person talking to the mic is one person talking. Mm -hmm. Two people talking is two conflicting, sometimes joining, sometimes arguments. Sometimes. It's not arguments, but like discussions. Yeah, yeah. And you just learn more things like that. Mm -hmm. So my knowledge, his knowledge, his experience, my experience. Mm -hmm. And just talk and entertain and give information to people. Mm -hmm. So that's GP Aviation right now. Summary type way. Nice, man. That's exciting. That's exciting. Yeah. Well, uh, how can... Uh... Well, also let me know, you know, if, yeah. if you ever need help yeah. with stuff. We, um, we're coming on. Huh? I'm driving you on for JP Aviation. Yeah, well, I mean, dude, I, I'd be down to hop on a podcast. Yeah. So you can probably come here if you want to um, for one episode or whatever. Yeah. I don't know where you usually record. So. I I, oh, dude, the studio, right? Over yeah, right? there's the studio yeah. there, but it's like you have to get so much training done before you can even do it. It's like, it's like a radio station, so they have everything lined down. So there's okay. like training you got to do for it. Right now, I'm just hopping on with something. Being a mic, my mic, and my webcam is coming too. Okay. Because I ordered it, so I have that coming in. I think it's coming on Saturday. But right now, it's just me and my a laptop on Zoom. Yeah. We just yeah. laid back, we're just enjoying it. Yeah. But as time goes on, I'll get like a camera set up, I'll get an actual green, like an actual setup, mm -hmm. and not do it on Zoom call, get a 4K quality, yeah. like make it legit. Yeah. But for now, we're just starting off. We just want to see how, how the audience likes it, what the audience wants to see more, and see. As time goes on, I'll yeah. invest more money and get it. Yeah. Done yeah, that's what I've been thinking about a lot too. Because, um, I mean, like when it comes to me, like editing, like 
I used to be able to be like okay in it. I used to use like a lot of the Adobe products. Um, I used to mess around a lot with Adobe Audition and like there was like uh, I used like Autodesk one time to be able to like I made like this Temple Run video where yeah. I, like, I made like a coin in Autodesk and I was able to send it in After Effects. It was pretty cool. I mean it was cheesy so yeah. but it was it was fun. But yeah, like getting into it and trying to edit, it's kind of I mean it's kind of hard, man. Um, but I was thinking like, well, you know what? Like, if the quality right now isn't where I want it to be, that's fine. I just want to be consistent about it, and then over time, I'm gonna be able to improve because yeah. the more time I'm spending, yeah, you know, exactly. doing so something. The whole thing is that in the beginning, you don't need to buy like a six, like a three thousand dollar laptop, all this setup, everything. In the yeah. beginning, you just want to bring your interest to the market. Yeah, it's like everywhere it's that. You don't want to start off big. Going big and going nowhere is two different things. Mm -hmm. If you're gonna go big and then let's say nothing, nothing happens, you're just gonna have all your equipment just sitting there around that. Yeah, yeah, you're not doing anything. Weird, yeah, like, well, it could be perfect, it. right? And yeah. what are you using it for, though? Yeah. But then, like, let's say you start off small and then you find out, okay, the audience likes this. I can order this thing now. Next set, it might make my video look better. Mm -hmm. I get inputs from the audience saying that, oh, maybe you should try this thing. Oh, maybe you should try this website that's very good. Instead of testing everything, there's audience who can help you with it. That's what um, Google Adwords never use it because I had so many people who were texting me saying that you should try this instead of Zoom call. You guys can go to get like go into a closed environment where mm. we have to both test it and you guys can get a good shot of it. We're like yes, but we're have strict parents. You want to be <laughs> low key, yeah, yeah. Be low key about it. So. Yeah. But if I would have stayed in Orlando and I went to UCF, that was probably be one of our big things. So I was gonna make my garage into a little oh, studio. Oh, that'd be dope, man. So I can have yeah. a green screen, the lighting, and everything. Yeah. Made it yeah. But I gave a I give a riddle. He's so calm me all the time. He's like, bro, you gotta you gotta make an episode again. Like, yes, you got to. Dude, making episodes with the boys is so much fun. It's, it's literally fun. It's so like, much fun because you know your brother or your bro inside and out. You yeah, know your, yeah. exactly what thing, what part triggers it. Yeah. Part <laughs> is. I like can get him excited for something. Yeah. So like on podcast, you just hit the record button and you just trigger him a little bit. Calm him down. That's so goofy, man. Yeah, I used to have another podcast called the uh, the Kiwi Show. Um, it was like pretty much like like exactly what you're describing. Like you know, you're talking about the boys about whatever. Um, I I try to talk a little bit. I had this um, one podcast that I really enjoyed a lot. It was my first one with my one of my friends who's like you know he's a goon, bro. Like I love the man, dude. He he. He picked up his car one day, or like, you know, you know, a few days he planned, but like he paid, he pretty much just picked up his car, decided to drive all the way to New York and then back. Um, we're, I was from California originally, okay. so it, so this is from California Ooh, to New York and back. And his car, his car, like he did not like check anything for maintenance, he no oil, you know. <laughs> and then and then he like pulled up to this motel. He's like, eh, I'll save a few bucks. Like why not? Like like he could very well afford a nice hotel if he wanted. He's like, nah, I'll just go to this like Motel Six. And he almost gets shot, bro. So like, <laughs> I'm like, bro, how'd that happen, dog? That, like, I would do, like, something that, like, I'd be like, you know what? Let's just go on a drive today. Let's yeah, go to New York. Let's yeah. go to New York. Yeah. Like, why book a flight and, like, be there, like, a couple, like, six hours instead yeah. of, like, I can drive there and go through, like, New Mexico and yeah. go to Wyoming and see yeah. whether Wyoming actually exists or not. Yeah. Drive all the way around yeah. and stay up. Yeah. It'd be pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, super cool guy, man. I, I enjoyed doing it. I, I kind of want to make, I, I kind of want to bring it back up, but I lost, um, I lost a way to hop back on, if that makes sense. Like, okay. like for me, for like my platform, I'm not able to, um, log back in for that. Well, for that one. Yeah. For this one, I can't obviously okay. get them back up, but that one, since I paused it, I yeah. just, for some reason, I'm not able to access it again, but I want to have something like that where like, you know, like maybe I'll have a hold on with the boys and like, yeah. you know, yeah, talk about yeah, stuff. Yeah. Well, anyways, man, um, how can uh, people reach you if people want to listen to your podcast or follow you on LinkedIn or Instagram or whatever? Okay, so my thing is you can go to my Instagram. It's Janesh PL, so J-A-N-E-S-H PL. Um, on my bio, it's, an old, it's a public account, so you'll be able to see me. Mm -hmm. um, if you click on the link on my bio, it'll take you straight to the JT Aviation link tree. Mm -hmm. It has all my links on there. Um, and LinkedIn and everything will be everything we post on there. There's about me, there's all my personal links on so like if you wanna email me something, an inquiry or something, or mm -hmm. something like that, or you can go straight to the top and just look watch the podcast. I try mm -hmm. to make everything so easy because like I'm 
I'm the only one there right now on the yeah. podcast. So it's yeah. like, I'm gonna contact him. I'm gonna contact him. You know what? Let me just make a portfolio. Yeah. Plus my podcast. Yeah. So like just swipe straight down and it goes straight to my personal stuff. Mm-hmm. And they want to contact me. They can. If they don't. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Dude, I was gonna ask you, bro. Yes. Um, how'd you get that tire, man? Like on your Instagram? Because oh. I went to, and bro, I was like, I was like, I, I like snuck into the pits. Like okay. you're not supposed to. Yeah. I snuck in. I'm like, yo, like, like what do I gotta do to like get a tire, man? <laughs> how'd you, how'd you get it? Was, <laughs> all right, so I went. So it was my friend's birthday party. It was like one hour. Fully gone. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I was hustling around, right? Yeah. We go to, to Rolex 24. Uh-huh. I'm scoping the area. I'm like trying to figure out. Because I went last year. Yeah. Yeah, last year, the year before that. Mm-hmm. And I heard people say Michelin tires just the way to go. Oh. It's uh-huh. straight in the center. Yeah. It's so hidden. Like, you, you're like, you don't see there's like cars going there, right? But I mm-hmm. like, where's Michelin? Yeah. And like, Michelin's right there at the corner. You can uh-huh. go talk to them. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's sick. I go talk to them in the day, in the, at, at the night. They're like, come in the morning. Uh, when we're loading up trucks, we have loose tires, so we don't we don't have space in the truck. Mm-hmm. See if we can give you free. Dang. So the next day, I went home. I slept. Yeah. I came yeah. back in the morning. <laughs> You're like, put my tires up, bro. <laughs> and I'm like, I went to Michelin, and he's like, I talked to the guy last night. He said there's extra tires for you for us. Um, like that you guys are giving away. He's like, yeah, I got two more. Dude, that's so, so legendary. I but you you planned it out though. Yeah. I planned it out because yeah. My, but my friends, they actually did everything last minute. They just walked up. Oh, what? Them. Yeah. So my friend, he has from NASA. He has from H1 and Gossip Retire. Mm-hmm. Okay. He has, like, he has like seven tires in his dorm. What? Just show them just stacked. <laughs> and like, I'm only here this one tire that's sitting in my balcony right now. Mm-hmm. But I'm actually going to make a coffee table out of it. Oh, that would be cool. So I'm going to yeah. really light. I'm going yeah. to make a Jack Daniels small bottles inside all oh, okay. around. Uh-huh. Like lights. Yeah. And I'm going to make a three trial leg. Okay. Yeah. And then just step it on the front, put it back. Oh, that'll be cool, man. Yeah, that'll be really cool. Because I love, yeah. I love rolling tires. Like, I like, I'm more of a supercar. So I'm not more mm-hmm. of like running around in circles, mm-hmm. cars like Daytona 500. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a like supercar, hyper cars, pushing cars to the finest limit. You hear about the new Dodge? That yeah. new, well, dude. Right. So I just saw crazy. It. I, really, yeah. I was really watching it as I was driving. I was like, bro, this thing is sick. Sick, dude. <laughs> there, I think, I think like a dealership will only have like. Uh, like one to two because yeah. they're just so rare to begin yeah. with. People right now on like Discord are saying like, bro, like buy it and you can flip it. I mean, it's gonna be hard to like yeah, find someone to buy it, but it's, yeah. the value's gonna go gonna up go automatically, bro. But you, if you like find a dealer in yeah. Florida, like be like, I wanna be the first one, I have the money, here's cash, take yeah. it, have it. Yeah. But like the moment you have that product in your hand, you're like, let's just wait for some time. You look, you look on Google, you go on, uh, you search up the thing for sale. Yeah. The price going yeah. up. Oh, yeah. damn. Yeah. 200 grand. Yeah, like, oh, oh, yeah. Good. Oh, man. <laughs> this is nice. Yeah. And then you're like, all right, here you go. Yeah, yeah. Like, go. And you yeah. just walk out with like profit of 150 grand. You're just like, dude, yeah. I can go buy another car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> literally, literally. I was thinking, like, well, I mean, like, I don't have like the revenue to invest in that. But oh my gosh, I was so thinking about it. I was like, man. Because all, all you really got to do is. Is find a loan and get a down. Like all you need really yeah. is a down payment to make yeah. the investment, and then you're able to secure it. Yeah, because the whole thing is that. But if you want to do that, you cannot go to the Dover, like the Dodge dealership and take away your loan there. You have to go yeah. with the papers yeah. in your hand. And third like, party, yeah. Your third party yeah. have the papers in hand because the person, the moment you say that you're saying a loan, mm. at the thing they'll be like, no, we have people who are paying cash. Yeah, and like they're about to buy it like right they're now. Like, oh, yeah. Mark, it's gonna go off the lot. Yeah. 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 So you gotta yeah. go off thing. You gotta go outside. Get the yeah. money in hand and be like, here's the loan. Take yeah. The check. Yeah. Take this. Have money. Easy money, bro. Easy yeah. money. And I mean, you gotta drive it back home, right? Might as well, you know, test out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> was it ten, uh, two thousand or was it one thousand? I don't remember, yeah, but I know, I know. 2026 horsepower, something like that. I know it was like, it was like from zero to zero to one to zero to two was way quicker than the Tesla. I think it was yeah. like one point six as opposed to the Tesla is like one point nine. Yeah, well, something like that. Tesla's yeah. one point nine. Tesla's mad mm-hmm. uh, Model S version, but it's from zero to sixty in one point six flat, which is crazy for combustion. Like the that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, that's like, quick, like, man. That's that's smooth. Way too fast. Yeah. I, I, well, they're saying like it's like almost illegal, bro. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it does not come out with normal tires. So the moment you go to the dealership and you buy it, it's the sticky tires that you use as the drag, as the drag race. Really? Yeah. 
really it's not the normal yeah like, yeah let's say goodyear tires that has the grip on yeah it. yeah it's the sticky tires wow dude so i'm pretty sure it's probably road legal but the people who are gonna buy it they're probably just gonna keep it parked in the garage oh yeah they're not gonna they're not it's a collector's it. item but yeah. it's like straight yeah. leather but it's yeah. like straight it's just glass and one of dodge dude and they're going straight hybrid and electric now yeah yeah well i mean did you hear um what's it called uh uh, Ford is doing the thing where where if you miss like a payment on a car They'll they'll start turning off functions like they'll turn off the AC really? like, Yeah, did you not hear that? Yeah, no, they got they, they uh they got a patent signed or like, you know, like an agree, you yeah. know, where where um uh If for example, they miss a payment <laughs> the AC goes down, you know, it, it, it gets so bad, bro where the the car is able to drive itself back to the dealership if they miss a payment like like that many payments, bro crazy that's dude. crazy but that's crazy, crazy. smart that's that is pretty like, smart really yeah. smart. Like, not for the person buying the car though <laughs> like, about, like you know how much money that ford has to lose for the people who don't pay because they gotta go for the repo thing mm. and the, either yeah they gotta pay for repo yeah bank doesn't bring it back to the dealership yeah bank keeps it yeah yeah exactly but this way it goes straight back to the dealership exactly yeah it's like no middleman boom no the middleman car is the car literally yeah yeah all right, bro. Well, uh, I'm gonna end it here, but dude, yeah. pleasure having yeah, you, brother. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. All right, this is uh, from Ground to Great. Uh, I'm your host, Daniel Reese Menace. This was Janesh, and this is me signing out.